0: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Halfway through the week. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join me, my guys, Big Dave, Bow! BNWL Sports, and Will, the Goat Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb, our pal producer, Steven, under controls as our producer today. Uh, had to call it audible for a remote show today, but we are still here. We are still live. We are still going to talk Bulls. Rolling along with our Prove It segments, setting goals for each individual bull for the upcoming 23-24 NBA season. We're talking about the two guys who could be competing for the starting power forward job this season, Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig. Before we get to that, we also wanted to talk about the fact that the, the new league rules discussed yesterday on our show were in fact passed today and will be in effect in the very near future. And what that could mean for the Bulls and specific Bulls players. First and foremost, gentlemen, how we doing? Everybody okay?
1: No, but I'm all right. <laughs> I'll be all right. Tell I'll us more, Dave. I'll be all right. Uh, that's why we had to call the audible. Came down uh, with, the, with the COVID. So we had to call an audible, so I'm sitting up here uh, in my room and hopefully riding it out for the next uh, few days. I feel pretty good. I feel it coming. It's on its way, uh, but right now, feel pretty good, man. Feel I feel all right.
0: Hope you uh, hope well, you make it through without uh, too much pain.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, I was I
2: was gonna say I'm just glad to hear that you are not in a lot of pain. COVID sucks. I just want to be done with this, but it seems like you it's know. really good coming back in a big way. So people, be safe. Yes. Get tested if you're not feeling great. Try not to spread it.
0: I mean, that. I was I was feeling really salty when Dave sprung on me at RCHO Bears Hillgate Sunday that our pal Jim from RCHO sales team mm-hmm. had gifted Dave an invite to take his other ticket to go to Bears Packers. Mm-hmm. And I did not get such an invite. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I understand. I would invite Big Dave over me also if it weren't me. But. I gotta say the, the asshole part of me that always lives inside and is always thinking up here is like, man, well, it's not so, I don't feel as bad that I didn't get the invite for the extra ticket to Bears Packers, because you had to go sit in the stands and watch that garbage fest. And you also probably came home from that bears game with COVID.
1: So, you know, I I dodged two bullets. Oh, great. So I'm glad you, you know, saying that me getting sick is what makes you feel better. That's that's pretty damn awesome, Matt. Really kind of you to say right there. Uh, But no, if you went to that skybox, sir, and it wasn't the stands, it was the actual suite, by the way. But yeah, I was in a suite. What? I was in a suite. I was in a suite, Matt. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't in those, in those box. I was in a suite. But when we were in the suite, it was not for you because you would have broken a lot of things, throwing a lot of hats and done a lot of yelling and scared a lot of people. I promise you, everybody, when it when it finished and it was over, I tell you, the feedback I got was from the from the two young ladies who uh threw it, man. The feedback I got from them was you were the hit of the party and your hugs are amazing. Is that
2: different than the fact you get anywhere you go? I mean, are you tired of hearing that feedback? Do you want different feedback, Dave? I, would be tired I just want
1: feedback. honesty. I've, I just want the honesty. Give me
0: something new. <laughs> truth is the truth, sir. I See, can't. I can't argue with the truth. That's why. That's the only reason I said that. Every once in a while, I just gotta knock. I just got to knock Big Dave's ego down a peg or two, because everybody talks about how much Dave rules all the time. And, you know, you just got to keep
1: him you know, floating away. He rules. I'm still here. Trust me. I'm still gonna um, be right here, and I'm going to be all right. <laughs>
0: uh, Obviously, all jokes. Uh, Hope you feel better soon, buddy. Um, Also, happy fifth year anniversary of the day we met. I don't know if you saw that tweet Aww. today. But. Five years ago today, uh, we, we, we went into NBC to audition for Bulls Outsiders.
1: Yes. Wow, what a flies. day that was. What an awesome day that was. And in those that five years, awesome. the Bulls have been
0: somewhere between a gigantic headache of disappointment and aggressively mediocre.
1: So that's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. It's a lot of fun. Shout out Kevin Anderson for I'm sure, the I'm sword. sure the
2: Bulls are looking for different feedback, too, over that time period. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And shout out and shout out uh John Savine as well. Shout out to him as well for that. Our guy. Shout out uh Katie Duffy, who was like the first person I met when we were there. Uh shout out C Red Fred for actually bringing me there. And yeah, it was awesome. We had a great time. Met Matt. Matt was exactly who you think he was, Will. He wasn't talking to anybody. He was super focused. And you would have thought he was training for a fight. It was it was ridiculous. Just so, locked
2: in, quiet. Oh man.
1: And I was exactly who you thought I was yeah, <laughs> Into his head. <laughs> I was exactly who you would think yep. I would be just talking to everybody. And yeah, just doing stuff. They are who we thought they were. Correct. Correct. And here True we story.
0: I thought big Dave was a plant in the auditions for outsiders because I was like, there's no way there's a real person that exists in real life coming into audition for the, this show, who's this outwardly friendly to everyone. <laughs> this is I call bullshit is what I thought.
1: He's told me that several times. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's true. But it's true. It's true. It's, it's true. me. It's me. It's you.
0: Here we are five years later talking about the Bulls five every years. goddamn day. Um, okay, guys. So these new NBA rule changes we were discussing on yesterday's show, the vote happened earlier today. It passed as expected. Um, they're calling it like the NBA player participation policy. So, yay, if you like alliteration. Um, this tweet came from sham Sharana earlier today. The NBA Board of Governors has approved the new team the new policy that a team is unable to rest two-star players in the same game moving forward. Multiple sources tell The Athletic. A star is defined as someone who's made an all-star or all-NBA team in the past three seasons. So this is official, and then there were more Stipulations and details and sub rules and sub sub rules about this. One of the new interesting wrinkles that I saw from Bobby Mark's lengthy report on this today, which you can go find on ESPN, is that quote the NBA will allow pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for players who are thirty-five years old on opening night or have a career workload of thirty-four thousand regular season minutes or one thousand regular season and playoff games combined. And, Will, I saw you had uh, quote-tweeted that uh, and done some digging to figure out that DeMar, still only 34 years old, but has logged over 35,000 regular season minutes. Wow! So he will qualify as one of those veterans who this rule won't apply to, which I guess could be something good for the Bulls, but you didn't see DeMar resting a lot or taking many nights off over the past two seasons anyway.
2: Yeah, that was exactly where I was going with it is like, and we kind of talked about it yesterday too. The Bulls just don't rest guys. Like all these guys play as many games as they can. And I think part of that is because they're real competitors and they want to be out there. I think part of it's because they want to make playoffs and they know they can't afford to do the rest thing like the Clippers maybe can. Um, So I don't expect DeMar, I mean, maybe a back-to-back here and there, especially if there's an injury. But again, as we talked about yesterday, that injury management is different than load management or rest. So just just things to keep an eye on. It's kind of semantics, but uh, yeah, I mean, Demar has put in a lot of minutes mm-hmm. in his NBA career. I'm trying to look it up right now as I'm talking. He is 77th all time in minutes played,
0: mm. like in NBA history.
2: In NBA history, wow, wow, <laughs> wow, 72nd wow. in Jeez. just NBA, 77th in including ABA.
1: Wow, that's damn <laughs> that's impressive. <a> lot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is a lot I, I think i mean i think we all agree that this is what you know should happen we had no issue uh with that i did look at who these teams are they're talking about specifically who have multiple star players according to how the nba is uh wording this and that's the celtics the 76ers the warriors the clippers the lakers Suns, kings grizzlies bulls calves bucks Hawks, Heat, Timberwolves, and the Mavericks. So both all those teams fall right in line with what the NBA is saying. So yeah, just going to keep an eye on those. And and basically those are all the teams outside of the Bulls and maybe a couple others that are your national teams. You know, the ones that are going to be on ESPN all the time, the ones that are going to have those Saturday and Sunday marquee game matchups and those TNT games. So it kind of just coincides, man. They want these stars out there. They want them playing. And this incentive should be doing just that.
2: So the, uh... I
1: think that I think that regardless of whether there
2: are back-to-backs in the NBA schedule, regardless of whether they shorten the season, there's always going to be some movement towards rest and load management. But I do think the NBA and the league should kind of take, rather than just like putting rules down that the players have to follow they should be looking inward and saying let's eliminate back-to-backs i think the most teams either have 13 14 or 15 backs to backs this season like if you want to reduce rest and load management that's a great way to do it so that could be something hopefully that's on the horizon there's no real need for that Um, maybe it prolongs the season but like the nba wants to be a year-round sport anyway why not make the season a little bit longer reduce or eliminate back-to-backs Have the calendar go, you know, October to August instead of October to July and call it a day.
0: That is an interesting idea. The other thing that I heard people talking about on Twitter today is, well, the one obvious solution, which the league will never do because all of these decisions, including these new rule changes ratified today, are about – making money for the league and the league's partners, but that solution being cut down from an 82 game season to like a 70 game season. And then you're not talking about figuring out how to manage back to backs and load management and veteran players and star players, not playing in premier games, primetime, nationally televised games. They, they did a shortened season, whatever that was the second season after COVID and, uh, you know, it it was also on a truncated schedule. So they, they had to, they really had no other choice. I mean, my NBA brain, just since I was a kid has always been used to an 82 game schedule. I could adjust to it, but it's sort of like, it's not even a thought. I don't think there's any chance in the world that the league would consider that the back-to-backs are just something we have to deal with the bulls specifically. I think I saw somebody mentioning on Twitter today have five back-to-backs in their first 25 games of their calendar. This year, Mm -hmm. So 10 of their first 25 games are back to back, which sounds like a lot. You know, maybe it's good that they get them out of the way early. But again, circling back either way, if you're talking about whether or not this new league rule gives the Bulls an advantage, a disadvantage. As you just said, well, veteran or not, the Bulls, when they're healthy, they're playing. This is not a team that rests its players. Maybe DeMar being a year older was someone they might consider giving a rest on a back to back night. Last year, Zach, it was about injury management, as you, you know, articulated on yesterday's show, Will, which is different than load management. If anything, I see this maybe as the Bulls won't have as many nights as they have in years past where they face an opponent who are sitting one of their star players and the Bulls say, hey, here's a chance to go get a win against this quality opponent that doesn't have Tatum playing tonight or doesn't have Embiid playing tonight. There will be fewer of those opportunities for the Bulls who aren't resting their guys anyway.
2: Yeah, and like I said, I mean, the Bulls have no margin for error. We've been saying this for as long as we've been doing the show. Like, they have to show up and they have to play. And they've also shown zero interest or willingness to go the other direction, right? Like, they had opportunities multiple times to take a step back and restart things, collect some assets, and try to get a jumpstart on a rebuild. They've shown no interest in doing that. So even if they do start slowly with five, what'd you say, five back-to-backs in their first 25 games, Mm -hmm. Um, even if they do start slowly, like I just don't see them going away or like saying, okay, yeah, now DeMar, you can get an extra day off or two um, on our next back-to-back. Like they want to beat it. They want to be in the playoffs. They want to be in the play-in. And I just don't see these rules really affecting the Bulls in any way because their mindset is get there. And that's the only way they can get there.
1: Yeah, and I and I think that those back-to-backs. I think four of them against the same team, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Orlando, Miami. I know one is Philly for sure, um, and probably Charlotte, if I'm if I'm not mistaken on that. But yeah, man. Like I also like just to piggyback on that, it was the one thing that we were yelling about, Matt, during like the final games of the season. I remember that final game of the season. We were like, dude, rest these guys. Relax. They don't have to play into the third quarter. It's okay. But they decided to keep throwing them out there. We saw Vooch play deep. We saw Caruso. Caruso, why? (laughs) Like, we saw Caruso playing deep into that game that didn't really mean anything. So, yeah, it's been their M.O. from the beginning. They're going to play, like, period, point blank, as Will likes when I say. But that's what's going to happen. They're going to play. And – they're going to get out there. Zach Levine showed you that. Like, we've seen him limp out there on the floor. we see seen him not have a proper hand to shoot, and he's still out there trying to play. We saw da- DeMar DeRozan and how his game kind of subsided a little bit when he injured his uh, leg. When And we knew it, it was injured, but he's still out there trying to score, still out there trying to play and do those same things. Them dudes want to play. And it's a good thing. I'm not saying it like it's bad that these guys want to be out there and they want to play. Cause that's what I want to see. I want to see my team and their best players out there on the floor all the time. Um, I just want it to be, you know, used correctly. I don't want it to be, you know, overused and you know what I'm saying? Just putting so much on those guys where it just weighs them down during that time in the playoffs when it comes and they're just kind of bogged down by it. That hasn't mm-hmm. happened. Cause obviously they haven't gone deep in the playoffs enough to even have that be an issue, but we'll see what it is, man. But hopefully, um, Hopefully it'll be something in this season where it won't matter those last few games of the season for Chicago Bulls, and they'll kind of know where they're going to be. Hopefully that's going to be in the postseason.
0: All right, so there that is. New rule approved. We'll see how it goes. NBA making a lot of changes recently. Some of it for money, some of it for the integrity of the game. Uh, We'll see how this one pans out. Um, Not a big worry. And obviously, the, the, the greatest of all the, the good news here is that, uh, you know, Grandpa Jerry's not going to worry about paying fines because all of his guys play every night anyway. Um, <laughs> let, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive in to more of our prove-it goals for the Bulls players coming up in the 23-24 season. We're talking Pat Williams and one of the newcomers, Tori Craig. That's on the other side of the break. While we're sh- sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs-up button and make sure you are subscribed. That's right, Vooch. Show us them thumbs. Today's show brought to you by our friend Ray at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, we've got some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Jeep Adventure Days at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 15% off MSRP on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. But that's not all. Now through September 30th, explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of breathtaking deals as they celebrate their grand reopening. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you've got to check out the team at Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today. Serving the community since
1: 1963. Mm. So uh, Baby Joey just uh, sent me a text. He said, when I finished the show to go outside, he left a package for me, a get-well package for me on the steps. Oh, did he bring you some soup? That's so sweet. (laughs) I don't know, man. Hopefully nobody let him around the stove. I hope I hope that's not the case. We'll see. But I mean, he's a baby, he's a baby, he's baby Joe. He can do whatever he wants. You know, we might not understand he can cook, but he gets it. I never understood. I mean, first, I just don't get it. How he can do those things. And I just don't understand why you have to pay so much money to look so cool. You know who else don't understand that? Shady Rays. But they said we're gonna do something about that because they're an independent sunglasses company offering that world-class product. <laughs> That's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your sexy face. Those durable frames, those extremely clear optics, they got you covered at the premium polarized shades for an affordable affordable price. And of course, they are for your outdoor. And as soon as Matt Peck gets back and sits his behind in that chair, you know what's coming next. Let's see how long it will take. Let's see how many words I can continue to spew until he sits down. And there he is right there. Right on his face. You're indoor. Edventiones. Word to Will Gottlieb. He said that's a word. But that's not all. The Matt Peck. Lost and broken replacements plan. That hat goes flying. Just like him watching the Bears in Green Bay on Sunday. But let's say. (laughs) But let's say. Those glasses were attached to that hat. They were going against the wall. And they would break apart. Oh, he would be sad. But then he will remember. He could take those put them back into that envelope, send it right on back to Shady Rays. They will send him a brand new pair, no questions asked. Or let's say you was chilling and you saw the goat and he was out doing his morning jog after he had his AG1 and you saw him with the glasses on and you're like, damn, that man looks cool. I need to be looking like that. Then one, you realize you're not the Quaff King. You can't do this. But the glasses, you can change those. You can send that right on back. And then pick a glasses that fits you better from that website, that wonderful website that Shady Rays has. Pick one that fits you better. They will send you that new pair. And as long as you do it within 30 days, y'all, it's free. There's no risk when you shop and they always have your back. So exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away that best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized Shades hit them with it, goat. Trapping yourself. Oh, the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Because the shady rays, y'all, with the rays are just oh so shady. All right,
0: y'all, let's dive in to some prove it goals. Starting with young Paul Patrick Williams. Pat is entering the final year of his rookie contract y'all there's been some talk about whether or not he'll get an extension from the Bulls at some point this season no extension yet and uh I think a lot of Bulls fans feel like he's got to go out and prove something this season this is the last year of his rookie deal he has got to show us something more than what he has shown us through the first few years of his NBA career now gentlemen I I will give Pat some credit because a lot of Bulls fans wanted him to more confidently shoot some threes and keep that 40 plus percentage while upping his three-point attempt rate last season he did do that we still saw some moments where he was hesitant when he had open looks but he increased his three-point attempt rate and kept knocking him down at a very respectable uh percentage so that's great so personally when I looked at we know what Pat could do on the defensive end and we believe that he could still continue to build himself into one one of the better multi-positional elite defenders in the NBA. He's got the frame for it. He's got the quickness for it. I shifted offensively. I'm happy with Pat's three-point game. I want to see more of Pat using his body inside. When, When he forgets how strong he is, it drives me crazy. It drives a lot of us crazy. So my goal for Pat this season is a little bit of a weird one, but I really want to see it happen. I want to see 100 or more combined dunks and and one field goals made from Patrick Ooh. Williams this season. Finish through contact at and around the rim and dunk, 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 young man. <laughs> For some context, his and one field goals made through his first three NBA seasons, 17, 4, in his injury shortened season and just 10 Patrick Ooh. Williams played all 82 games last season and had 10 and one field goals made Ooh. dunks by year 51, seven 59. I want the and ones to go up. I want the dunks to go up. He had 69 combined and ones and dunks last season. Get nice. that number combined above 100. Please For the love of God, use your muscles, Pat. You have muscles. Use them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I really do love this. This is awesome. Like, I really do love this right here. Because, yeah, like, for him to get that, all it means is he's being more aggressive. And it means that he's more sure of himself. And like you said, Matt, it's definitely one of the things that is frustrating about him because you just look at him. You're, like, you're just a massive human being, man, with skill. Like, you're just not big and standing there. Like, you're big and skilled. Like, you should be just dominating some of these cats. Not every game, obviously, but there are definitely games where he should just be dominating a little bit more uh, on the interior. So, no, I like this. I like this a lot, and I'm going to be watching it closely. I'm definitely going to be on there. I like this.
2: Yeah, super creative one. I feel like the last couple people we've been looking at, like, three-point attempt rate and, you know, assist percentage and stuff like that. Like, go put the ball in the basket at the rim. I think that's, like, we, we talked about that uh, so much last year with just, like, can he put the ball in the deck and attack closeouts? This is his handle good enough to get all the way there? We know how big and strong he is. We know what kind of a leaper he is. Just go put the ball in the rim. And I think that is going to really change the way teams guard him. It's going to change the way that he probably – Believes in himself. I, I think that is a really, really good one, A real creative, uh, proven number. I like it.
0: I saw some people in the comments talking about Pat's rebounding as maybe something that could help you know, offensive rebound, get a putback, maybe get fouled on the putback, um, and, and needing rebounding to be an element to open up Pat's game offensively. And I don't disagree with that. If you recall, my proven for Pat Williams at the, this time last season was to increase his offensive rebounding percentage. <laughs> spoiler alert he didn't it actually went down so so much for that i don't care how you get your and ones in your dunks pat but please start using your body on the nba floor
1: please 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 i'm not asking for much
2: <laughs> all right last did, year yeah sorry go ahead Pat last year, sixth on the team in rebounds after Booch, Drummond, Patrick Beverly, Damar, and Zach. Like wow. You
1: know? Wow. Patrick Beverly. Came? Wow. That just made me a little angry. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's upsetting. The, the I assume, Bulls, talking about, Bulls I assume you're talking rebounds.
0: about rebounds per game. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, rebounds per game.
0: Okay. The Bulls like, team. Patrick rebounds, Beverly was they, a bull like, for like six days, so I thought
2: it was about it's, to freak. It's, out. It's, it's boxes and elbows. You got to get into position. Uh, like they team rebound. Vooch does a really good job of like boxing out three guys at once and that kind of Robin Lopez sort of role. But like Patrick, you're power forward to grab more than four rebounds a game.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Get in.
0: Jacob in the comments wants Pat to get to the free throw line some more. I I mean I wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't you got to learn either. how to. Yeah. You got to learn how to draw a foul. If you're talking about Pat drawing fouls when he's trying to, you know. Break somebody down off the dribble. We haven't really seen that version of Pat yet. Um, Big Dave, where are you going for your goal, um, Pat Williams, this upcoming season?
1: First of all, shout out to Shirtless Wonder, who's in the comments, who t- said that to make me feel better, should he put a shirt on? Never put a shirt on. So. That was such a good. Time. Never. That was such. Never a good put time. a shirt I mean, on. Absolutely.
0: Shout out. unless <laughs> unless it's a shirt from the CHGO merch locker, which I saw Thanks. our CHGO sports Insta shared. The Shirtless Wonders uh, Instagram of him wearing our CHGO
1: red bull shirt. So, appreciate you, big guy. Awesome, man. That's awesome stuff, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, Patrick Williams, sir. I'm kind of in the same vein with you, Matt, about what I want to see from him. But what mine is, is what I would like to see him do, is I want five games of at least 20 points. I want Ooh. five 20-point games from Patrick Williams. Look, it's no secret when Patrick Williams scores, the Bulls are better. So look at this right here. Here's some stats for you. When Patrick Williams scored 16 points or more, the Bulls were 10-3 and last year. When he scored 20, they didn't lose a game. You know the problem with that? He only did it twice. Two times in 82 games, (laughs) Patrick Williams scored 20 points. That is unacceptable. Once was January 4th, when he scored 22 and the last one was april 7th the game before the last game of the season he scored 23 points in that game man when everybody was resting everybody chilling and then he puts up 23 no ridiculous patrick williams best season with 20 points or more was his rookie season he had three he had three games where he scored 20 points. Obviously, that second season he got injured and he had that big game against um uh the Timberwolves when again everybody was out.
0: Game 82. Yeah.
1: Correct. Game 82. So yeah, he just hadn't done that. He has never scored back-to-back games of 20 points. He has never done that yet. He has not has yet to do that. The closest he least came,
0: surprising stat I've ever heard. Least surprising the stat I've ever he heard. Came.
1: Yes, and the close he came, though, was when he scored 22, and then the next game he scored 18. And guess what? They won those games. <laughs> like, that's what it is, man. When Patrick Williams scores, the Bulls are better. Now, I'm sure some people will say, well, yeah, when a fourth option can score 20 points, I'm sure, you're, you know, you'd be a better team. First of all, duh, yeah, we know that. The second thing, though, there aren't many fourth options that have a guy like Patrick Williams who has the ability to actually be able to not saying he's going to, but he has the skill to actually get you 30 points and 12 rebounds and four assists. Patrick Williams has that kind of skill and have that kind of skill as a fourth option on your team. You at least have to have at least five games where you drop 20 points on someone, because there's going to be games. Wooch is off. There's going to be games. Demar is off. There's going to be games. Zach is off. You're going to get your opportunity to shoot the basketball and you'll definitely get those opportunities. If you're doing what Matt is saying and you're getting those rebounds and you're going inside and you're dunking on people, getting those and ones that is going to help as well. A very good three point shooter that is going to help his uh, point total as well. So I just want that to increase because just like I said, Matt, with the uh, and ones, if he's getting those 20 points, that just means his confidence is improved. And that's mm-hmm. what that means. Cause it's simply that it's not no skill thing. I need to tell and to show Patrick Williams anymore. Everything is about his confidence. Everything is mental with him. And I think that he can do this. He's only had three in his career. That's his high. I want to see five. Give me five games of 20 points this season, Patrick Williams.
2: I love it. And I think the other thing is, and this kind of leads me into part of what I was choosing for mine, is even in that 22-point game, I think it was, against the Nets, It wasn't like he just hit six threes and got hot. He got to the line seven times, and he made all Mm -hmm. seven of them. And that's part of what I wanted to see, in addition to a handful of other things, which, Stephen, if you can throw those up, uh, I'm getting greedy with Pat. I want to see a 13, six, and two and a half season. I want him to get to the line two and a half times a game, and I want to have him shoot five threes a game. Nice. Wow. I just feel like that's not asking that much, but it's so much better than what we saw last year. Like you said, Matt, his uh, his defense and the improvement that he made as a shooter was great. Um, doubled his three-point volume and shot over 41% on threes last year. Uh, averaged almost a steal, almost a block per game. Had a positive uh, defensive EPM. The Bulls were better on the court with him than without him on the defensive end. But he averaged 10 points a game. He scored over 15 points a game uh, 13 times last year. Like ricky o'donnell said this a couple times on cash considerations and i thought it was a great point like points per game kind of a dumb stat but like patrick give me some points per game i want to see you score a little bit uh we mentioned the rebounds pat double figure rebounds guess how many times last year
0: once i think i saw somebody in the comments just now say one time
2: yeah i was gonna say twice one time (laughs) one time this past year Uh, averaging four rebounds a game career low despite playing all 82 games and a career high 28 minutes per game. Mm. That's not good enough. I I think six rebounds per game is like a pretty average number. I don't think that's asking too much. And then the assists, uh, that would be double what he had last year. And I think that's a good reach for him because he needs to be more involved in playmaking. He needs to be more involved in attacking closeouts and spraying it out. And that's how you generate assists when the bulls struggled Mm -hmm. last year. It was because like, as we talked about, they would, you know, DeMar would get into the lane and then kick it out and there would be a turnover or a a bad shot or, you know, resetting the offense because nobody wanted to do anything. I want Pat to attack those closeouts. That will prove to me that he's worked on his ball handling and gotten better at it. We've seen moments where he's been a good passer, like find the next guy, keep the advantage going and generate some more assists. I think that's great. Um, The three point attempts, five per game last year, 3.4 a year before that, 1.7. So he doubled it last year. And I think he can put up even more. It doesn't necessarily need to be on the same efficiency. Like if you're shooting five threes a game at 38%, I would be thrilled with that. Um, He doesn't have to only shoot wide open ones. He's going to get a lot of those, but I want to see him stretch uh, just the quality of shots. I want to see him take a little bit more difficult shots, not pass up ones that are moderately contested. He needs to get those up. And then to me, the biggest one, and he's talked a lot about this, is the free throw attempts per game career low last year in free throw attempts per game, Mm 1.3. He is a very solid free throw shooter, 86% last year, but to go down from 1.3 last year from 2.4, the year before that, it just, again, speaks to the fact that he's not attacking closeouts. He's not getting into the lane. He's not keeping the advantage moving and he's not finishing around the rim and drawing contact and dunking the ball to Matt's point. So like, if you just look at those numbers again and you were to remove Patrick's name from them, 13, 6, and 2.5, and that's not, like, anything super flashy, but that would be a huge step forward for Patrick. Um, I think that would be, like, a, a smash A-plus season for him if he could take that kind of leap. I think a lot of people just want him all of a sudden to be at 18, 20, 22 points per game. I don't care about any of that. I want him to get... Around 12, 13 points per game. I want him to grab some more rebounds. I want to shoot some more threes. I want him to attack the rim a little bit more. And I want him to keep defending and shooting at the level he's done that. That's a really good player, even if it doesn't like pop off the box score stats. That is my proof for Pat. I know it's greedy to ask for all of that, but like those are the steps forward in each of the aspects of his game that I think are really important for him. That's gonna prove to me that he's taking a big step forward. Like that's a foundation of a really solid player. Then you start to build on that in other ways. But like that tells me he can do all those things at a better level than he could the year before. He can score better. He can finish it better. He can drive it better. He can get fouled better. And he can move the ball a little bit better that I just, I need to see all of that from him.
1: Mm, I love
0: that. Will do, do you think will and we can kind of use this to bridge into talking about Tory Craig coming up next. Do you think that Pat needs to earn the starting job out of the gate for that stat line goal to be achieved? Or, do you think he can put those numbers up coming off the bench?
2: I think it'd be difficult coming off the bench, but similar to Kobe's prove it. My, my prove it for Kobe, which was 28 minutes per game. It's the kind of thing where it's like, he's playing so well that you can't afford to have him on the bench. You can't afford to put him in a situation where he's not being out there because he's so productive that you just need to get the most out of him. I also think with those numbers, it tells me that he's learned how to play alongside DeMar, Zach, and Vooch at a higher level and succeed next to those guys. The bulls like, I know everybody always likes to stay in sports. Like we're not making excuses, but the bulls have made a lot of excuses for Kobe in the past with injuries and changing roles. They've made excuses for IO when it comes to being on the scouting report now. And that's why he's not performing against teams in his second year. They made excuses about Patrick missing almost a full season due to the thumb injury that kept him out during his second year. Like, I don't want to hear any of that anymore. Those are excuses. Like these guys just need to get better. I think that's really what it comes down to. And if the Bulls have any hope for their future, it's because those three guys take a step forward, like period point blank, they need to be better. And I think it starts with Patrick. I think he's got the highest ceiling of that group. And if he can do those things, he's going to earn minutes. He's going to force Billy's hand to be on the court. And again, I don't think that's asking all that much. 13 points per game, six rebounds. Like he can do that. He can absolutely do that. And if he does, it's showing me that he's gotten so much better in all these different areas and that he's putting, you know, the the necessary pieces together to really take a continued leap forward. We know progress is not linear. There's going to be games where he goes backwards. There's going to be a season like last year where in some ways he went backwards. But like, I'm done with the excuses for all three of those guys. And especially Patrick, like he was in the NBA. He played 15, 20 games that year that he broke his thumb. He's, like, lifting. He's learning. He's watching film with the NBA team. I, like, it's time. It's year four. It's time.
0: Oh, Will's love, I, I love the tough love dad vibes that Will is going out <laughs> right now. I hate to tell you. I mean, like, we're it's done the same using thing. Excuses. It's,
2: <laughs> Lonzo, Lonzo injury really set us back. Derrick Rose injury really set – like, let's just play better. Be better. Like, try to win something. Have some ambition. Like, try to – Improve your game. Try to be a better team. Like, I
0: just don't want to hear the excuses anymore.
2: I think that's – fans are kind of sick of that. Get them,
0: goat. (laughs) Young man, what do you want to do with your life? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's take our second break. We'll come back Dive into some Tory Craig talk. Hit that thumbs up button while we are telling you about our friends at the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. It's football season, y'all. Bears Mm. fans, you might need something to take the edge off. If the Tampa Bay game of week two goes anything like the Green Bay game of week uh, one, but maybe you just want to swing by your local Sunnyside to help yourself to their fine line of products, regardless of what happens to the Bears <laughs> on Sunday, because they've got everything you need to elevate your football season. Plus, they offer their great tra- loyalty reward program that they call Sunnyside Rewards for all of you frequent flyers. They've got everything. They've got the flour for you old-school folks like me. They've got tinctures. They've got vapes, all that kind of stuff. Plus, of course, a huge variety of different delicious edibles from all kinds of different brands of people who make edibles. The good news, orange-flavored little gummies are my personal favorite. Give them a try. Wherever you are across this great state of Illinois, Chicago, the Burbs, North, South, you can find a Sunnyside dispensary. And now, through October 15th, Head to sunnyside.shop and use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order when you use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. But it's not only for new customers. Anyone and everyone can use that promo code of ours, CHGO25, for 25% off at checkout, which, of course, is great because you can make your order online and pick up in store. So easy! And you could get it for 25 percent off pick up everything you need to elevate your football season must be 21 and over or an illinois med card holder
1: mm. you know what else goes with football beer mm. you got to have it we threw back a ton of it while we were at the tailgate had a great time man and the beer that we were throwing back and we were chugging was the goose island beer company ladies and gentlemen Oh, they've been Chicago's beer since 1988, and CHGO is supported by the Goose Island Beer Company. Of course, that roster is awesome. We got that whole big beer hug family, the classic 312 weed ale, the Matt and Big Dave favorite, the full pocket pilsner. But now, since it is big man summer, since the weather is changing and the leaves are falling, it is time for Fest beer, ladies and gents. Oh, I can't wait to taste it. You can't do fall without some Oktoberfest beer from the Goose Island Beer Company. So, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and grab you one. Grab you that ultra fresh beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clyborne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town, because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago. Love it. Love it. Um, All right, guys. Let's
0: talk Torrey Craig. Interesting conversation among Bulls fans after he signed in free agency of who's starting. You know, we, we know Zach's starting. We know DeMar's starting. We know Vuce starting. The other questions are who's starting to point? Is it Javon Carter or one of the younger guys? And who's starting to power forward? Um, I know some people might want to throw Alice Caruso into this conversation. For today, we're talking Pat and we're talking... Tory Craig. I went and looked and I found it interesting like for a guy who's had a pretty successful NBA career as a, a role player guy, last season starting 60 of his 79 games played for the Suns was the highest number of starts for Tory Craig in his career by a wide margin. He had a couple of seasons with the Nuggets earlier in his career where he was sort of like half starter, half bench guy. But in recent years, he was mostly a reserve guy coming off the bench. Then last season, he starts 60 of 79 for Phoenix. I honestly don't know where Billy's going to go with this. But whether he is starting or coming off the bench, what I want to see from Tory Craig, and my prove it for him is quite simple. I want to see him prove that his efficiency shooting the three, specifically from the corners last season with the Suns, was not a fluke. Last season with the Suns, he took 47.4% of his total three-point attempts from the corners. And on those corner three attempts, he knocked them down at 45%. Ooh. This Bulls team desperately needs guys who can knock down corner threes. It's why I liked Tory Craig being one of our off-season additions. I want him to prove that was not a fluke. Cause it was some of the best corner three uh, attempt rate and hit rate of his career. Do it again. That's what I'm asking of him. Take 47 of your total three point attempts from the corners and knock them down at 45%. You did it last year.
1: Do it again this year for us. Mm. And I believe he shot what 39% total uh, from three point line, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, man, like that's, that's great, man. Cause he's hitting those from the corner the Way that can open up the game for the Chicago Bulls, and we already know already know Jalen Carter is awesome from the corners as well. So just to have two guys that who you're gonna run out to? Like I'm just imagining the break right now. Like who you're gonna run out to and who you're gonna put a guy on on that break right there. If Jalen Carter and Toy Craig are going to opposing corners to hit that spot up three, that sounds awesome to me. It feels like having two it, it could be like having two PJ Tuckers on your team if that works out correctly uh, for the Chicago Bulls, man. So I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah. And I went with a similar thing, uh, not with the corners, but I mean, Tory Craig has been a pretty mediocre shooter over his career. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from last year when he shot a career best 39, his career total 33% had never shot over 37% at any other point in his career. So I want to see, mm-hmm. If that three-point number is real, I want him to shoot 38% on threes again this year. Uh, Even if it ticks down a little bit from last year, where, again, he was at a career high, I think that's okay. But, like, the Bulls brought him in to be uh, four who can really shoot the ball. I I don't think that's the only thing he can do. He's a good offensive rebounder, uh, especially from sort of an undersized power forward type. He can make the extra pass. He's a good defender. He can slide over and protect the rim. There's a lot he can do. But if he's not hitting the three, then I don't think that signing is gonna end up being worth it. Even though it's at the veteran minimum, I, I think it's always gonna be a value deal. But yeah, I mean he, he needs to hit his threes at a high level.
1: It's mm. awesome, man. All right.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean he, he has to. You're uh you're you're correct. Uh it's actually uh I have thirty four point seven percent career for Torrey Craig, but still that's uh, you know, basically what I was saying as far as sorry, thirty three
2: percent aside from last year, thirty four percent aside
0: of- from last year. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, Then
2: that checks his out. career aside from a career high year last
1: year.
0: Yeah, thirty nine point five. It was a big jump, and uh, you know, as Bulls fans have learned with the whole Vooch thing, when they bring in a guy who just had his career year shooting threes, y- you can't necessarily necessarily rely on that number staying where it is which is why i want to see him prove that he can still do that especially from the corners
2: i i also think like the bulls have had this mentality of like we don't necessarily need to shoot a lot of threes if we make them at a high clip and i think they've started to understand this past summer that they actually do need to get a lot more volume up like ak said at the end of season presser we're basically starting games down eight points because of the amount of threes that were uh making compared to our opponents like they were in the middle of the pack if not a little bit higher in terms of three-point percentage but because they're shooting so few like over the course of a game the points just really accumulate in favor of the other team so even if guys like tory craig and patrick williams don't shoot 40 percent if they shoot 37 38 percent but they're taking a lot more of them it's going to help the bulls offense a lot and i think that's where the key for me is like in both of these guys prove it's i i was okay with the number being a little bit lower, but the volume has to be higher. And I think mm. that will help correct itself over the course of a game, a season.
0: Uh, Sung Hyun in the comments saying, as much as I love the edition of Tory Craig, what I hope more that will happen is to see Pat take this personally and actually become a better player. I'd, I'd be happy with that result too. Um, all right, Big Dave, what do you want to see from the Bulls free agent addition of Tory Craig this season?
1: Steven, do me a favor. Put that last comment back up, please put that last comment that my man just said right back up put that up again no 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 the one previous that we just read the one we just read yes thank you that right there that leads directly into exactly what my prove it is and my prove it is one word and one word only for Tory Craig challenge 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 Ooh. challenge That is it. That is all I want to see is him challenge and get. I wanted to put get betwixt the crack, but I didn't do that. I went with challenging. Thank you for not doing that. (laughs) I did that for you, Will. But I—that's what I want to see. I want him to see him all in the crack in the ass of Patrick Williams. I want him pushing him. I want him letting him know. That dude, you think you the starter here? No, I'm the starter here. You think this is yours? No, this is mine. I want him to go try to take it from him. I want him to push him, man, because there's nobody. It there hasn't been anybody here for that, for Patrick Williams, to just push him. There are guys who are vocal. There's a Dalen Terry, right, who's vocal, mm-hmm. but he's not physically on that level, you know what I mean, of dealing with Patrick Williams. And he's yeah. not really going to be a guy that's in the rotation all the time for the Chicago Bulls. Torrey Craig is coming in to fight for a starting position. He's not coming in just to sit on the bench, man. He's coming in to fight for a starting position, and he's going to come in and fight hard. How do we know this? You can ask DeMar DeRozan, who was the best defender of him when he's out there playing. The person he mentioned is Tory Craig. Tory Craig plays that defense. He is that dog kind of guy. So imagine him... Going up against Patrick Williams because they're actually fighting for the same kind of position. This for me is going to be very telling of Patrick Williams, and that's what I want from Torrey Craig. Push him, challenge him. If he don't want it, fine, take it from him. But I want the challenge. That's what I want. Everything that Matt is saying and Will is saying with the three-point shooting, yes, give me that too. I want the defense. Yes, I want that too. But what I want is elbows in the ribs of Patrick Williams fighting him in practice, going up and trying to get these rebounds and snatching them from him, running the break better, doing those veteran NBA things that Pat probably hasn't had done to him on a consistent basis in, in uh, a, a practice. That's what I want from Tory Craig. Straight up and down, challenge. That's what I want.
2: I love it. And I don't think the Bulls signed Tory Craig. But you're telling me any other team in the league – could have had Tory Craig at the vet minimum, same as the Bulls, but he chose the Bulls to also play on the bench. Like, no, he he came in to mm-hmm. challenge for a starting spot. And Patrick's mm-hmm. gonna have to say, nope, that's mine, or mm-hmm. all the other way around. So I'm very excited to see that battle. I think both of them provide a lot. And I love just the fit of a Tory Craig a lot more than a Javante. Like both of those guys are gonna have big roles on this team. As much as I love Javante, like they needed more size. They need more rebounding. They needed more rim protection and they needed more three point shooting. I think Torrey Craig gives you all those with more size to be able to guard bigger guys. So Mm -hmm. both of those guys are going to have big roles, big minutes. I think they're going to play together at times, but I think this is also probably the first time in Patrick's career where he's had a veteran mentor type player. Who's actually at his same position, right? Like I think DeMar has really taken him under his wing is more of a scoring three, and I think Patrick hopes to get to that point. But for right now, that's not his role. And I think he needs Mm -hmm. someone to kind of show him how to be the best version of a role player that he can be. So I really like that, Dave. I think uh, hopefully this this signing, I I think it'll make the Bulls a lot better, but I, I think it also has potential to make Patrick a lot better too. Not only necessarily for what you're talking about, which is like challenging each other for a starting spot, but just like the, the mentorship, teaching them how to play a role. Um, today, I saw a clip from JJ Reddick's podcast with Chris Middleton talking about the way that he and Giannis used to go after each other when they were young players in Milwaukee to try to prove that they were the starting three. Because at that time, you know, that was kind of the roles that they were vying for. And it was just like at a certain point, he said, like, you just have to go out there and realize that, like, none of that matters when you're playing on the court together against other teams. Like you need mm-hmm. to take a step back on some nights and be the Robin to the Batman or vice versa. And I think Patrick has to have moments where he can be more of a Batman type. Um, but he also has to learn how to be an A plus version of the Robin type. And I think Tory Greg can help him with that.
1: And will I, I, I'll tell you what I ahead. want. And I'm going to say this quickly. This is what I want. I want Will Gottlieb to be in a practice and him write a story about how Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig are going at each other. I want that story. That's the story that I want to read, is that them two dudes are going at it in practice, battling each other, steel sharpening steel, making each other better. Not on some hate, hate stuff or anything like that, but just guys out there actually competing. Like a fire is up, a fire is raised. It ain't just cool out here. We out here trying to play. That's, that's the story I want to see Will write this season
0: i got you i am curious will uh and then we can get out of here we talk a lot about how billy likes three guard lineups maybe out of necessity at times last year he was playing guys like caruso and javante at the four who are six foot four if that <laughs> as we talk about tory craig actually being a mentor of pat who has a at least a more similar body type plays a similar position on the floor and we're talking about them battling it out in training camp and in these preseason games for who's going to get that starting spot. Do you also see a, a a fruitful option at Billy's disposal here Of based on the way he staggers guys playing Pat and Torrey Craig on the floor at the same time for stretches this season?
2: Yeah, I want to see them at the 4-5 and small ball units. I think that's going to be an option. I mean, we saw with Derrick Jones last year. We saw it with Javante a little bit. Um, but like, yeah, Mooch or Drummond go down for any stretch this season. Like there's going to be a big hole at the center spot and somebody's going to have to fill it. We'll see if like a is ready to come in from windy city and be a guy. But I mean, I-, I could see Patrick or George Craig or both of those guys sliding over and playing together, um, or just going super small and super fast. But I also think like Alex Cruso should be the closing power forward. Like he is the best player of that bunch. Um, we'll see who gets the nod at closing point guard, whether it's Kobe or Javon Carter or Io. But like the Bulls were best when Caruso was at the four. I think that will be true next year. So if you're talking about challenge, Dave, like that's going to be part of it too. Patrick's going to have to go up against Caruso. Drake is going to have to go up against Caruso. This is a good problem for the Bulls to have where they actually have depth and good players in each of those spots. Uh, but they're going to have to like beat each other out in, in training camp. In practice throughout the season, in games, they've got to step up, and I think Billy has a lot of different directions that he can go, and he's going to try everything out and see what works best. But these, it's up to these guys to prove that what they offer works best with what the Bulls want mm-hmm. to do. And I think right now the answer for closing power forward easily Crusoe. Um, but I mean a lot could change.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I
1: like it.
0: Uh, all right, we're almost out of time. One more shout out to our sponsors at. FOCO, football season is here. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around with hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt, just like Tory Craig getting in betwixt those pat cheeks. <laughs> football season, you need everything you need. Straw hats, polos, bags, everything for a fun tailgate. Go shop at FOCO and then bring all the great stuff you find to our CHO Bears tailgates. Shout out to them for also providing us some of our dope set decorations at our studio downtown chicago they showed us some love show them some love they'll show you some love too in the form of a 10 percent discount when you use promo code chgo at checkout check out foco.com that's foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non sale items use promo code chgo and you're getting 10 percent off last thing on the agenda today I will be in studio again tomorrow with our guy Mark Carmen from CHGO Bears. Um, He's going to fill in. We're going to have some fun. Maybe we'll bust out the random bulls generator because you guys did that when I was out of town last week, and I was jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Dave, <laughs> you rest and recuperate tomorrow. Will you, you enjoy your birthday tomorrow, sir?
1: Happy birthday, Goat! Oh. Oh, birthday, Goat! Goat day! Goat day! Goat you, Dave! You caught me off guard with that
0: come come, come you know, join us people in our mid-30s will come on you're not that far behind I know. just catch up i gotta say i got
1: news for you will 30, will's been there for about five years
0: <laughs>
2: 31 feels 31 feels so much older than 30 like i'm in my 30s now i can't <laughs> i can't deny it
0: can't, i hate to tell you will can't deny it I hate, I, I hate to tell you
2: i hate to tell you
0: uh and then uh oh, will man. you and our guy mark k will have an hq for uh for our listeners of yours on friday yes
2: yes sir we will be back Alrighty. on friday for a fresh hq
0: mm-hmm. awesome right on uh well big dave rest up feel better sir will enjoy your Thank birthday you. tomorrow you. y'all out there in bulls nation me and our guy mark carbon will see you from the studio tomorrow same time 4 p.m central uh shout out and thanks to our pal producer Steven rocking the controls Steven. beautifully as always. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation, don't forget to like and subscribe. See Red Be good. <laughs>